Okay, so today, friends, we are continuing with the Paddington Treasury. We are in the, what is it, the fifth story? Let's see, one, two, three, four. Yes, it's the fifth story in the book of six stories. So we only have one left after this. And it is called Paddington and the Marmalade Maze. It was written by Michael Bond, and all of these stories are illustrated by R.W. Alley. And I will put them on my Instagram. I'll put some pictures up so you can see if anything interesting happens. And I would like to tell you that it's read today by Mommy. And... Crunching, crunching, loud noise, quiet noising, Philip. Crunching, crunching, quiet noising, loud noising, Philip? Yep. Is it because your snack today is a crunchy snack? Mm -hmm. Do you think you could crunch quietly so our friends don't get distracted by your crunching? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's crunch as quietly as we possibly can crunch. Deal? Mommy. Because mommy wants you to enjoy your Excuse snack. But All I could do is... Mm -hmm. Take little pieces and then swallow the little pieces. That would do the trick. Could you do that? I think our friends listening would value some very quiet crunching, wouldn't you guys? See, they're nodding. They're saying yes. I heard you. You said yes. Okay, let's read. Here we go. One day, Paddington's friend, Mr. Gruber, took him on an outing to a place called Hampton Court Palace. I think you will enjoy it, Mr. Brown, he said as they drew near. It's very old and has over 1,000 rooms. Lots of kings and queens have lived here. Paddington, oh, you okay? Okay. Paddington always enjoyed his outings with Mr. Gruber, but he couldn't wait to see inside the palace. As they made their way through the arch, Mr. Gruber pointed to a large clock. It's a very special clock, he said. It not only shows the time, it tells you what month it is. Perhaps we should hurry, Mr. Gruber, said Paddington anxiously. It's half past June already. They hadn't been inside the palace very long before they came across a room. Mm -hmm. that had the l biggest bed Paddington had ever seen. Queen Anne used to sleep in it, said Mr. Gruber. I expect they put rope around it to stop her falling out when she had visitors, said Paddington, looking at all the people. Indeed, that's very funny to me because I don't think that people would visit Queen Anne in her bedroom. What do you think? Maybe not, yeah, okay. This is known as the Haunted Gallery, said Mr. Gruber. They do say that when Catherine Howard's ghost passes by, you can feel a cold draught. Paddington shivered. I hope she's got a duffel coat like mine, he said. Oh, because you want to know something funny? Um... People who are superstitious believe that ghosts can make people cold. But I suspect it is actually a temperature change that is due to climate. 
but that's just me personally. I've never had a ghost make me cold because I've never seen a ghost, but that's just me. Okay. Mr. Gerber took Paddington to see the kitchen next. In the Mommy, yes. At our old home, guys, I saw a ghost. A ghost that looks like eek, eek a nutcracker. Do you remember mm. when you rolled out my new thing and then the over and then it popped the bad guy? Oh, when we were playing pretend? It wasn't pretend. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we... Um have any had any ghosts in our old house i don't think i don't think that we did mommy mm. if you had my fear then you would see ghosts well i just don't think there's much to be afraid of especially not of ghosts because after all they can't really do much can they except kind of float around and go boo right if they were real, which I don't think they are, because mommy's lived quite some time and she has never seen one. The ninja ghost oh. in Ninjago. Aha, uh -huh. yes. But well, a ninja ghost in Ninjago I saw. Mm-hmm, that's because that's in a television show. And TV ghosts are in TV, they're not in real life. Uh, we are really digressing. Let's go back to the story, shall we? Okay. Mr. Gerber took Paddington to see the kitchen next. In the old days, they used wood fires, he explained. That's why there's such a high ceiling. There was a lot of smoke. I didn't know that. Did you know that? Mm. That they would have high ceilings in kitchens because there would be smoke in the ceiling? That's amazing. I was hoping they might have some royal buns behind, said... Paddington, licking his lips. Oh, he thinks they might have left some royal buns. Oh, like like a savory bun or a sweet bun, like a sticky roll. We like cinnamon rolls and things like that. Or sometimes we like bao or something like that too. And so all kinds of buns are good. Speaking of buns, That's said the story. Mm -hmm, said Mr. Gruber, I think it's time we had our lunch. He led the way outside, and they sat together on the edge of a pool. As Paddington opened his suitcase, he accidentally dropped one of his sandwiches into the water. It was soon alive with goldfish. That is the water. The water was alive with goldfish. That doesn't mean that the water came alive. That means that the water looked like it was alive because the goldfish underneath the water are moving around so quickly eating that sandwich that it looks like the water is alive on its own. It, but water, of course, is, a, is an excellent substance, but it is not, it does not live on its own. Yeah. Right? Okay. They must like marmalade, said Mr. Gruber. Oh, I wonder if that's me. how they got their name. Excuse me? Yes. Friends, it's just like, it's just like Grandma and Grandpa's Bobbits. They don't turn on all by themselves. I have to turn them on, or my mom has to turn them on. It's 
so true. Machines do not turn themselves on and water does not come alive on its own. No, it comes alive when there are goldfish in it and the goldfish are eating a marmalade sandwich. And that floats around. That's what I'm saying. That's a very good point. Let's keep going, shall we? When they had finished their sandwiches, Mr. Gruber took Paddington to see the great vine. It's very famous, he said. Every year they pick over 500 bunches of grapes. Imagine that, Mr. Brown. I'm trying to, Mr. Gruber, said Paddington. I think I might plant a grape seed when I get back home. <laughs> you okay? Mr. Gruber chuckled. I'm afraid you'll have to wait a long wait, Mr. Brown, he said. That vine is over 200 years old. Now, said Mr. Gruber, before we leave, we must visit the famous maze. Sometimes it takes people hours to find their way out. I hope that doesn't happen to us, said Paddington. My paws are getting tired. Oh, perhaps it's time I took you home, said Mr. Gruber. But much to his surprise, the words were no longer out of his mouth than everyone around them began to talk. Hey, that sounds like a good idea, said a man in a striped shirt. Please wait while I buy new film for my camera, said a lady in a purple shirt. I've never been inside a real English home before said another lady. I wonder if you'll serve tea. Oh, dear, whispered Mr. Gruber. They must think I'm one of the guides. What shall we do? Mr. Bird, Mrs. Bird won't be very pleased if they all follow us home, exclaimed Paddington. She only has a small teapot. But then he had an idea. Follow me. He called. I think perhaps we ought to go into the maze after all. Are you sure we're doing the right thing? Said Mr. Gruber as he hurried on behind. Oh, this is smart. You see, if they can go into the maze, perhaps they can lose all these people who are trying to come home with them. And also, this is the reason why we don't say things like, I think we should all go home when you're in a crowd of people, because what if some of those people in the crowd say, oh yes, I would love to go to your home. <gasps> and you'd have all these strangers in your home. That's not very fun. Nope. Yeah. And you would have to give them tea or go poop, poop with them oh. if they're a baby. Oh, you mean change their diapers? Yeah. You're right. That's true. We don't want to have to change baby diapers or feed people tea. Let's carry on, shall we? Mm-hmm. Bears are good at mazes, said Paddington. You need to be in darkest Peru. The forests are very thick. And sure enough, before Mr. Gruber had time to say any more, Paddington led the way out, leaving everyone else inside. However, did you manage to do that, Mr. Brown? Mr. Gruber gasped. Quickest I've ever seen, agreed the man in the ticket office. I used marmalade chunks to show where I've been, 
said Paddington. It's something my Aunt Lucy taught me before she went into the home for retired bears. But I thought you'd eaten all your sandwiches, said Mr. Gruber. I always keep a spare one under my hat in case I have an emergency, said Paddington. That's something else Aunt Lucy taught me. She'll be very pleased when she hears. And he stopped at a kiosk to buy a picture postcard so he could write and tell her all about his day out. That night, when he went to bed, as well as the postcard and pen, Paddington took some rope. It's something Queen Anne used to do, he announced. I've got a lot to tell Aunt Lucy, and I don't want to fall out of bed before I've finished. Oh, do you see what he's done? Because when he went in and saw Queen Anne's bed, there was rope around the outside of her bed. But in truth, that rope was to keep the visitors from trying to climb into her bed. Um, not to help her in case she fell out. But he was confused about that. And so he has taken the rope and put it around his bed in case he falls out. Which is a very silly thing to do. Because you could also get caught in it. And I... I'm not sure that was the wisest thing to do, but you know, he is a very small bear, so perhaps it is good for him. But that's not the point. The point is that that is the end of the story, and now we must say those two magical words. The end. And Merry Christmas, because that was Christmas. Well, it was Christmas, and now we're taking down Christmas, because the new year has come, and there is no more Christmas, right? So, Happy New Year. well, we've also had the New Year come and go as well. So now new things are upon us, and it's all good. It is all good. Um, but that's all we've got. The end.